Welcome to the Salted Podcast, where we are translating and transforming our view of politics, pop culture, and personal preferences. In this episode, we talk about aliens. Yep, you heard that right. Aliens. Specifically, if extraterrestrial intelligence exists, how does that impact our Christian faith? Let's get salty. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the latest episode of the Salted Podcast. My name is Yon. This is Dan. And today, we have a topic that is out of this world. No, you didn't. Yeah, I did it. I said that joke. And if you don't know what, if you're not a dad and you don't understand that dad joke, what we're talking about today is aliens. Hey, question for you, Yon. Are we alone? Evidently. Or... Partially, evidently, perhaps, we are not alone. Well, we'll find out today. We dive into this question. Wait a second. Are there really aliens among us? Are there really aliens? And then if you stick around long enough, even if you don't care about that, we'll tell you about what's our favorite alien-themed movie of all time. So we'll talk about that in our personal preferences. But aliens, I think um, if this subject had come up 20 years ago, people would rightly ridicule us and you might be ridiculing us in your mind anyway saying what in the world are these two yokels doing talking about aliens but there's a reason there's a good reason yeah i mean there's pretty sensational stuff over the last 50 60 years about aliens and um roswell new mexico and weather balloons and visitations and abductions um but some recent things have kind of come to light over the last three or four years that make some compelling cases for the existence of alien life. Yeah, this is a big topic in pop culture now. Also, a big topic in politics, right? Because of uh, the declassified paranormal uh, activity that, I guess that's the word for it, or extraterrestrial yeah. um, uh, activity that has been has been uncovered and and, uh, really just scratching the surface. Yeah, and so the question we're asking, the reason that we're talking about it, is because the question is, if aliens exist, does that significantly cause problems for our Christian faith and for people who want to be guided by biblical principles and gospel-centered people as we go about this, walking around this world and this life? So... We're gonna. That's why we decided to talk about this, not because it's super fun and neat to talk about, which it is. But we're gonna help and diagnose and see: does this cause actual problems if they do exist, and then how do we navigate them as followers of Jesus? Yon, know, um, among the seemingly infinite galaxies of our universe uh, and the various planets, some of them very, very close to the shape of Earth, the size of Earth. The question, I mean, you can help help get us oriented here. Could some of these distant planets harbor life? That's our question. And if so, is there any way of knowing if they're visiting us? Uh, think of the headlines recently that there is water that has been discovered on Mars. Yeah. What does that mean? Yeah, so I had to look this up, but apparently the universe is 93 billion light years wide. Oh, my <laughs> Try Which, to, so, try to get that through your mind. One light year. I don't have it. My brain doesn't even. Here's have here's any one idea. here's one light year. Now, if you guys, uh, our listeners, any of you are experts in uh, astronomy or any other real science, you might be able to correct me. But I think, as a total amateur, I think a light year is the distance light travels in one year. That's probably true. We probably should have looked this up before we did Young. this, but I would imagine that's true. Imagine a billion of those light years and then 93 of them it seems like a long it seems like it seems like it's a that seems like um sunday night church when i was growing up yeah i mean it seems like even the millennium falcon might have trouble yep making that trip quickly and so the question is naturally well if the universe is that big is there there there's got to be right people say there's got to be life apart from this little rock that we're floating around in right and so one of the important distinctions as we have this conversation is, like you said, they found, like, water on Mars. Okay, so people say, okay, well, that's great, but having a little bit of water isn't exactly 
the foundations of having the right organic compounds and there's an awful lot that goes together to to kind of create life so it's an important discovery but it's not indicating that there is life on mars but one of the things that it does it does kind of bring to the surface pardon the pun (laughs) (laughs) anyways um is that there's kind of two different things that we're talking about we're talking about extraterrestrial life which if you find water i mean you could find some maybe microorganisms or bacteria that would be extraterrestrial life but that's not what everyone's all stirred up about. yeah no one's some nerds are stirred up about Uh, like bacteria but most people are stirred up about the concept of extraterrestrial intelligence gotcha which means that there are beings out there that um are demonstrating a, a level of human-like intelligence where they are creating things they are creating um they are engaging the sciences and they're doing stuff like that so gotcha. um, that's kind of like where we're going to focus our attention on is the etis okay so eti is different from etl and what we're concerned about really is eti intelligence um and i mentioned before but this is a real pop culture niche yeah it's um it's kind of come to obviously there's been movies dozens and dozens and hundreds of movies made about um, aliens and extraterrestrial intelligence and all this stuff, but they kind of—it's kind of surfaced. If you listen to a little podcast called the Joe Rogan Experiment, who a couple tears below experience, yeah, <laughs> a couple tears below the salted podcast, but um, <laughs> but he and then and he had some scientists on recently. And in 2017, there was a, a New York Times front page cover story that described a couple of key individuals who are bringing forth some pretty significant revelations about why these extraterrestrial intelligence both exists and that they have in fact visited earth um in some pretty i mean that's astonishing it's an astonishing thing to even that say is astonishing <laughs> you know it's even more astonishing astonishing that i wouldn't immediately think that it's fiction yeah that's astonishing yep. and, and there's and one of the reasons because is because of of course um the involvement of the defense department the involvement of our intelligence department um the the evidently the 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 cover-up the massive cover-up being advanced by some of these people that are involved in bringing this to the surface and uh and also this has all been diagnosed and documented on that new documentary yeah and so there's a couple let's run through if you're not up on your uh your extraterrestrial intelligence pop culture and politics and been tracking the story. We'll give you a, qu- a quick rundown as to some of the evidence or um, information, I should say, that has come to light that um, kind of compels us to talk about this. So, if you're not if you're not in, into it, in 2017, New York Times runs a, a front page story in which there's a couple key revelations that that come out of it. One of them is a, is a gentleman named Eric Davis. He says he's he's a he's an astrophysicist, works for Aerospace Corporation. He says, he's also a defense contractor, he said that he gave multiple classified briefings to Defense Department officials, um, revealing that they had indeed recovered an off-world vehicle not made on this Earth. So this guy is not a conspiracy theorist, theorist whack job? Yeah, it's, he's, this isn't posted on some really weird dark web forum. <laughs> this was a guy giving coming out and saying that he did a, he's a defense contractor and he did a, he did a, Okay. A briefing. Um, so they have vehicles that are not made on Earth and an off-world vehicle. So then there's other, the, the more um, compelling stuff is when you see the video of what they are calling the Tic Tac UFO, unidentified flying object. And these aren't videos from uh, YouTubers in their backyard. Right. It's not a 1984 camcorder where it's right. like really blurry. It's a, it's it's um, footage from naval, like F-16, F-18s, um, actual... Gotcha. Actual, and there's certain Navy fighter pilots who are flying around and they're tracking these unidentified flying objects and they have their camera on it. And it's called a Tic Tac UFO because it kind of looks like a Tic Tac. Um, and what they are what they're describing is a um, a craft, something that is navigating the air, and it is doing things that are. Um, it's something that is an unknown aircraft or air vehicle currently in the inventory of the United States or any foreign nation. That means they've never seen it before. It's a technical term. And what what makes it a tic tac? It looks like a tic tac. Oh, yeah. So it's a little old. Are those the ones that were on that documentary that were in a fleet of like six or three, six, yeah. and nine? Well, this one they have the one video of the single uh. one kind of bouncing around. So they don't. They've never seen it before. 
And then it does, it has possibly demonstrated the ability to cloak or become invisible to the human eye or human observation. Oh my goodness. Which sounds pretty cool if you're, if you're a Trekkie. And it's possibly demonstrated a highly advanced capability to operate undersea completely undetectable by our most advanced sensors. No big deal. <laughs> oh my God. But the most important to complain thing is that on video, this thing is descending. It's essentially breaking all of the rules of physics as we know them. It doesn't have anything observable in terms of like what we think of in terms of current day aircraft with wings or a tail or a propulsion system. And it's breaking the rules and that it very rapidly descends from approximately 60,000 feet down to 50 feet in a matter of seconds. <laughs> and it's just zipping about from like it accelerates at speeds that are completely un- incomprehensible comprehensible for uh, I the saw, way we view the world. I saw one of the footages, uh, one, one piece of footage from uh, inside an aircraft and there was a video recording of the pilots talking to each other as they locked onto it. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it darted from the center of the screen off to the left and the pilots went bonkers. They went bonkers saying, how does something going that fast uh, that we're following make that turn and that trajectory and disappear off the screen? They had never seen anything like it. Yeah, it's pretty wild if you watch it. And if you know anything about airplanes and air flight, it's it's pretty stunning footage. And then that was in 2017, the New York Times article. And then in in December of 2020, um, in the... Joe Rogan experience. That's the one. <laughs> the uh, one of his guests said that he he received an email from uh, a gentleman named um, Christopher Mellon, who was the deputy deputy secretary of intelligence, and he wrote him saying that there has been another sighting, and this sighting was triangular shaped things that came out of the ocean and zipped past an F eighteen, and the on, only people only footage they have of it was the F eighteen pilot pulled out his iPhone and took some pictures, and that this guy was essentially saying, in this letter he's saying he's calling on the U S government to release information because it's it's imperative that they uh. tell people about it because what they're experiencing there is no paradigm like the paradigm that the U S government is kind of built upon like the world that the, the, the threats that it's trying to address, there is no, sure. there's nothing that addresses these things and it's, and it's perilous that they, yeah. And I heard, it. and I heard him say that we currently have a task force of two people with no right. budget. Yes. Yep. And so, um, and so all of this to say is it, there's some pretty significant people and they're not, again, they're not Reddit thread, um, kooks like who are just, this is their little hobby, right? With antennas coming out of their houses. These are government officials and people who have been involved doing briefings for Department of Defense individuals. And there's information, video information from naval aviators. And so it's painting somewhat of a compelling picture, not necessarily with proof positive evidence, right. but it's enough to say, huh. Yeah, and it's also possible that the most compelling evidence is covered up, right? That's part of what we're discovering with what this um, Christopher Malone said, which is the Deputy Secretary of Intelligence. So what we're learning is that at least he claims, if he's credible, we have no idea, but it seems like he's he's a credible position. And what he's suggesting is that there's actually more that isn't even... Right. been uncovered yet now what are the what do the scientists say you know, because who cares what we think right yeah yeah exactly um so there's like so uh, uh, some people who really are proponents of this are generally the astronomers so the ones looking up and out at the stars uh-huh. they're the ones who would say yeah it's it's entirely possible um that this is that this is um that these extraterrestrial intelligence exist um but then there's other um bi- biologists are generally more skeptical um simply based on the mathematical probabilities, I think. Right, sure. Um, so in there, I mean, obviously, if you... This is an interesting conversation about evolution, but if you understand the probabilities of macro evolution mm-hmm. and evolving cells and, and the, the improbability of it actually happening on Earth... Yeah, I just saw recently that some of the leading mathematicians in the world and computer scientists are saying it's so improbable that they're they're coming to the conclusion that it's impossible right exactly sure. yeah, okay. yeah so the improbability of macroevolution in itself here but then also there's something elon musk talked about which is interesting he talks about extinction level events where mm-hmm. if you um if you just if we're we're on earth we're floating around the universe and there's certain things that could happen that causes an 
a species to just be ex- extinct, right? There's some things like um, if you're climate change and the, okay, we, we melt the polar ice caps and we drown ourselves, or there's a like a, an actual pandemic beyond coronavirus, but it's it kills everybody on the earth, a virus, or an asteroid just happens to hit hit Earth right. and kill everybody. So really what he's saying is mathematically, if there is another planet out there with extraterrestrial intelligence, there's a possibility that they've met an extinction-level event just because the the math works out that sure. it could potentially happen. So okay. there's different people who say, well, yes, it is highly probable, or not highly probable, but it's a it's a real possibility. And others say, well, the, the probabilities are pretty low. Yeah. So that's the that's the scientific kind of approach. So we have now we kind of are left with well, what do we what do we do with this, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, this. What if we're not alone? <laughs> right. Yeah. What if we're not alone? Right. That's I think that's the question. And so as Christians, as believers, well, what's what's the implication? Well, a lot of people um, would say that there is a potential really foundational shaking of what would be traditional religious views, yeah. if this is true, um, and that they would be, we would really cause problems specifically for Christianity as well. Yeah, I mean, apart from the question, should we be preparing for an alien confrontation right. <laughs> and an alien attack, uh, ooh, like the movie Arrival, which is yeah. interesting, by the way. The music is phenomenal. Foreshadow. Ooh, personal preferences. Ooh, stick good. around. Yeah, stick around. Um, yeah, is there serious problems for Christians as it relates to the topic of the existence of extraterrestrial intelligence? Right? Would that cause major problems for our traditional religions, especially? Some would say, especially, right, for Christians. Right. Yep. And I think that's one of the things that some um, secular humanist. Um, scientists say is that if this is true, if these extraterrestrial intelligence does exist, um, essentially the maybe the paradigm of the Christian worldview just falls apart completely. And, and there's kind of four ways in which they would say it falls apart. And the first is the origin of life, right? right? We There is debate amongst the Christian circles about how life originated, but er, at, at, everyone agrees is that God, right, in the beginning God, God was right. the first cause. Um, so this would be potentially question put that into question because well what does that i mean the bi- the biblical narrative is that it's talking about the creation of earth um and not necessarily expanded to the creation of other known i guess earth-like places where he's creating other uh, intelligent beings so the origin of life is the first one uh, humanity's special relationship with god um there's a strong linkage there specifically in the fact that um Obviously, the incarnation that Jesus became a human, um, God became human, became flesh. Um, then there's also the significance of Jesus, which is tied to that. Where is if if this extraterrestrial intelligence exists, we have a biblical narrative that describes Jesus' interaction with humanity. Um, and then so there's we could do a whole another podcast and all the theological rabbit trails that could right. that could create, but the significance of Jesus, and then ultimately just our understanding of God, yeah. right? We, we're made in God's image, and so that helps us kind of inform us, and, and the Bible provides us revelation as to who God is, yeah. but those four main areas kind of... I mean, think of this, Yon. If, if there are extraterrestrial intelligence building aircraft with multiple elements that aren't even found on Earth, and they're traveling interdimensional interdimensionally right does that make those the favorite older brother right in the family and then according in god's eyes we're like the weaker yeah. sibling yeah. you know and, and for those of you who don't know that's one of the conclusions an if an astro scientist an astrophysicist came to about the tic tac ufo uh-huh. they didn't necessarily say oh well no it's it you know it's breaking the laws of physics they're saying well one of the possibilities is it's an interdimensional so it's literally traveling between dimensions right. and so and so yeah if that is the case i mean yeah that I, would make them like the that would make them like the big brother who is the varsity uh um all state uh yeah. quarterback yep and then the and then the rest of the kids right it's almost like if you if you know if you heard that story about the the island of people who have never really been have any interaction with anybody 
and recently an, an evangelist tried to go and people don't they don't allow anybody to go on that island because they they literally just use bows and arrows still and i feel like that's that's our we're the ones on the little island who've never right, who've never right. advanced beyond bows and arrows and there's this other universe of extraterrestrials saying right. well let's just leave earth alone <laughs> they can figure it out on their own and they're like well well that's pretty significant yeah and but there's the evolutionists would explain it this way they would say right and this why this is why maybe it's a more serious problem for christians than it is right. for evolutionists because if life kind of rose on this planet spontaneously, if they had a macro uh, evolution into complex organisms, if it happened to be here, this wouldn't bother, I don't think, this would not be a problem for them because if it could happen here in these elements, why couldn't it happen elsewhere in the universe? So that's kind of a a materialistic, naturalistic explanation, um, and, and it's a reasonable comparison. And some believe that these space aliens um, actually hold the keys. Like, if you're not an evolutionist, right? If you're really optimistic, maybe even if you're totally holistic, you you might believe that these space beings hold the keys that we've always needed and we've always wanted. We've always believed we're out there as a human race to health and eternal life. Yeah, if they if they, there's always a myth in a lot of the storytelling around aliens and advanced technologies that they've kind of cured the they've cured the 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 death virus aging. right yeah, aging yeah. they've they've reversed right. aging um they've transcended the physical where you know they are able to like we said travel interdimensionally and um advanced elements you know there it just it just offers this infinite open door to transcending the limitations that we currently find ourselves uh, here on Earth and in the, the, the reality in which we live. So. Yeah, I had mentioned this before, but in that in that Phenomenon doc, uh, documentary, there was a scene that they described that they had found pieces of an otherworld ship that had been created by whatever being, and they claim... Then again, this could be, this is, this is my nature. This could be crazy propaganda, right? But they claim that there were elements in it that are not found on earth. There is an additional periodic table of elements above and beyond the handful that we've gotten. It's incredible. Along with the whole idea that you brought up of having an entirely different dimension, interstellar dimension is so, it's amazing. And we're just scratching the surface, yeah. really. And it's and I'm not an astrophysicist, nor are you. Um, That's correct. But it is... Right, so when we talk about this stuff, you might be even listening and thinking, this is... These guys have gone off the rail, right? But at the same time, it's... If these extraterrestrial intelligence do exist... Again, we'll go back to the to the reason that we're talk, having this Why conversation. Why you say if? If, <laughs> when we discover with... <laughs> with perfunctory proof that beyond a shadow of a doubt that these extraterrestrial intelligence exist then well again what does it does it really do what these people are saying these science does it really shake the foundation specifically of the christian worldview and specifically for us as bible believing jesus loving christ followers does it invalidate our faith right yeah that's that's so much more important i think right um does does a belief or disbelief um, in ETI dramatically impact our faith, our saving faith, um, the fundamentals and the foundations of our faith. That's it's such a vital question. That's really what I care about. I don't necessarily um, care about um, some of the some of the more scientific or some of the more um, I think um, some of the more um, smaller issues uh, perhaps and and it seems like it would raise difficult questions and um, in fact thinking about these questions there's a roman catholic theologian his name is stanley jockey and uh, he suggested actually he suggested that it's only the theist who can look forward with confidence to some some kind of encounter trusting that uh, both sides would actually have been perhaps have a common creator and that 
there may be a sense of belonging to the same family, which is, I think that's, it's kind of an optimistic view, right? right. That, that you're like bumping into a, an alien and all of a sudden there's this belonging or there's some sense of commonality and, and, uh, that that's right. He's essentially saying the opposite of what they're saying, right? He's, they're saying it breaks and shatters the, 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 the Christian worldview, but he's saying only the Christian worldview. Yeah. Yeah. Only the theist can actually have any level of confidence um, of such an encounter. There's another guy that's that's worth referring to. He's a, a chaplain um, at Liverpool University in England and also a fellow of the Royal Astronomical Society. Oh, a fellow. Yes, he it's is. impressive. He's a good fellow. Hmm. Nobody can deny it. <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah, we're going to edit that out. <laughs> and having done research, um, he did the research in the theoretical astrophysics, and he he actually agrees with this Roman Catholic theologian, um, and he he argues that far from this is fascinating, far from undermining Christianity, that such an encounter would open up even more of the glory and the stunning creativity of God that's revealed to us in Jesus. So again, both of these guys protect that possibility that if it's even remotely possible that ETI exists, and if it's even remotely possible that there's an encounter, both this um, theologian and this Royal Astronomical Society um, chaplain, both of them believe that it's actually the theistic Christian worldview that um, is promoted, advanced, and otherwise explains what's happening. And uh, again, and, and it resonates with me, Yon, that that this encounter would actually um, reveal or advance the glory of God or the stunning creativity, um, for sure. Yeah, I think it's funny because most people... Um, I think Ronald Reagan said this, but he said the one the one thing that could unify the entire world is the threat of an extraterrestrial no doubt. threat, right? And so, but and most of our most of our movies and our and our storytelling around this is it's a it's not a good thing when extraterrestrials, other than little ET, right? And he needs Aww. to go home, but um, but most of the time there's some sort of existential threat where they are going to destroy all of humanity or something like that. Um, but I mean, this guy. Stanley Jockey, he's essentially saying, well, the theist is one who can look forward to seeing some extraterrestrials right. because, well, there's some commonality. If there's a if there's a common creator, then he would have revealed himself to all of his creation, and um, and we can kind of look forward to it and say, oh, wow. Yeah, and obviously he's got to factor out the possibility that this ETI is hostile. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I think that's kind of an important factor. For sure, I mean, how did they get so advanced? Is it like Star Trek, where they're they're uh, literally overtaking and uh, assimilating all other life forms? That might be. It's just it's just it's it is a little bit wild to think. Okay, well, if they do, if to, to exist, and we were to encounter them, I don't think most of us think in the in the framework of wow, this actually expands my view of my creator and his creativity. Right. Um, there generally would potentially be a sense of fear and saying, "Oh wow, I don't know what to do." Um, but it's a, it's a different. It's it's clearly a unique take to say, "Oh, it does expand my my appreciation for God's glory and the what I thought I understood about God's creativity, even when looking at the universe." But then con- considering, well, he's that it gets expanded by considering that he created another intelligent yeah. life form and this topic because it's so uh hot in our pop culture and even the level of political interest now with some of the politicians who are involved in trying to move towards um, declassifying and, and uncovering some of the evidence that's stowed away in some government vault somewhere in the, into the um so um i think it's worth noting or at least analyzing you own know, the possibility uh that the desires behind this topic are spiritual in nature. Sure. Um, perhaps the the current interest in this topic, and in some cases explains the longing for some kind of 
supernatural, um, again, not paranormal, but, right. but something beyond the earth. Um, and I think that's, I think that's worth analyzing. Right. And it's, it's a, it's a pretty stunning when you look at the parallel between the way people, right. An astrophysicist who comes to the conclusion that this Tic Tac UFO, the conclusion that the person who would immediately discount the existence of God would not discount the, um, the possibility that there's an, an object that is traveling interdimensionally, right? Mm-hmm. Which is something that you you can't you can't prove that that exists. You can't. There is no physical evidence for it, and so there is a level of faith that says there's a pursuit of saying, well, the only solution is there. There's a desire to believe something like that, mm-hmm. or there's a desire um, to to believe that these ETIs will show up and they'll provide us all sorts of technology which will help us kind of rise above our limiting factors as as physical human beings and so those are parallels to to really what what christianity what religions Mm. offer there's there's something broken and this being outside of our physical experience will show up and help remedy that and fix that and transcend that so there's some pretty significant parallels in terms of the paradigm you look at sure and i think that's why if I were to get pinned down and someone were to say, where, where are you at on this? I think here's what I would here's what I would say. That I don't instinctively believe in ETI. I know there's compelling evidence. I think it's fascinating, absolutely fascinating to follow. But I don't I don't the I'm the my my view, my outlook, my instincts tell me um that that it's unbelievable. Um however, I I don't know where in the Bible that anything specific is said about ETI. Um, I know some people would immediately probably go to the Nephilim and say, hey, there's some kind of uh, right. out-of-this-world being that, that has you know somehow uh, embodied humanity or, or, or whatever. But there's nothing specific about it in the Scriptures. But I also know that if I'm honest with myself... The Bible doesn't specifically rule it out. Hmm. It definitely doesn't rule it in, for sure. Right. But where does the Scripture rule it out? Um, so I've got to, I've got to go by my objective embrace of Scripture as God revealing Himself to us, and uh, that's I think worth um, weighing when you consider what's the truth. There's nothing specific in there. But it doesn't necessarily or specifically rule it out. We are we only know for sure what God has clearly and fully revealed, which is a lot. Right. Um, let me say that again. We only know for sure what God has clearly and fully revealed, and here's what it is: we only know for sure that He's revealed Himself as the source of all life. Um, by Him, all things were created. All things. So we have the Scripture which informs us, which says. If there's some kind of creation anywhere, right. any planet, any galaxy, any anything, the scripture seems to very vividly describe to us God as the source, right. um, the first cause of everything. Exactly, is God, and it's not, it's not a evolutionary process. Even the the compounds of which evolutionary process would be would, ironically, I actually listened to one gentleman who said he's an evolutionary uh, biologist, and he says. He eventually gets down to well, where did the con- where did the exactly. stuff come from? That's my question. And the question, the and they're actually one of the one of the answers was, well, it could be extraterrestrial intelligence. Really? So the like, so the, the the products of in, of humanity beginning wow. on Earth was in fact brought that together. But, but that doesn't answer. It doesn't answer I'm the gonna, question. Gonna, the first cause. I got to stay on topic. Right. But you're, but the, the the principle is that everything, regardless of where it is, is God being the first right. cause. Right. Right. So. That's and that's perfectly said. Um, uh, I'm remi- I mean, Colossians 1, Paul's writing to the church describing the beginning and the supremacy of Jesus. And he says, he starts in, in chapter 1, verse 16, For by him all things were created in heaven. In heaven, right? What, what is that? <laughs> what is heaven? Aliens. Exactly. Paul exactly. said it. And on earth, visible things and invisible things, whether thrones or dominions, Again, dominions. What is a dominion except that it's it's um, it's clearly invisible, right? Or rulers, or authorities. All things were created through him and for him. Of course, he's referring to Jesus. So, okay. perhaps this th- that might be the best verse in the Bible that addresses ETI. Um, 
But what it does is it describes that there is indeed a source of life that you can go back further. Um, and, and again, some would say, like, like our two theologians that we referred to, some would say that, the, that more extraterrestrial life in the universe actually expands the absolute mind-boggling glory of God. Right. And, and if, somebody, if somebody tells me or somebody says that that is a major aspect, I don't, I don't really know. I don't know how to challenge that, right? right? A glorious God creates humans. Humans are created in his image and then um, wildly, majestically, in a glorified way, he's also created other life forms. Right. To me, that doesn't take away from uh, the glory of God that actually adds right. to it. Yeah, and it, it, when you read a passage like Colossians one sixteen, when you, I think generally as as Jesus followers, we generally read that and we immediately ascribe those words to to spiritual things, right? Yeah. So non physical, but more spiritual. And so, but if we were to read it as other as potentially expanding it to what we're talking about, I think the unique thing about the Christian faith and the Christian worldview is that our worldview kind of is it's holistic and that it it makes accommodations for all these different things right. right there's a spiritual like some of these some of these things could be this could be explained by saying well it's a spiritual being that they've seen on on their on their camera or something sure. right and so but the christian world we can says well it could be any of these things because we believe in all of these things and that god created all these different areas but i think the secular humanist worldview it eliminates some of those ones so in fact like just kind of to reinforce the point our worldview is the one that kind of says, yes, it, it could exist. It, all of it is God's creation. We have an infinite creative God, and all, all of these things could be, could be part of it. Yeah, and, and it, essentially what that means is that if you have a worldview on this topic, it's impossible to say that it's impossible, right. that it's real. Yeah. Even though I'm inclined to say it's unbelievable. <laughs> it's right? highly improbable. Highly improbable. <laughs> I am with the mathematicians on this one, right. the biologists. Um, but but that's the fact of the matter. The fact yeah. of the matter is that it's in, it's unlikely, but very possible. So with that in mind, so if that's kind of where we land, is that it is possible. How should a Christian approach yeah. this now? Just, I don't think any of us are going to be shooting off interstellarly, intergalactically to go meet some of these ETIs. Uh, maybe, but... How do we as Christians kind of navigate and really salt our culture in the way we, way we live? Yeah, yeah, that's such a, that's a vital question, right? You can't just open this can of worms and then just leave it there. We've yeah, got good, good night, everybody. Yeah, <laughs> good luck. Thanks for joining us. Um, so how should a Christian face this problem? I, I've, got, I've got two things come to mind, Yon. One is a do and one is a don't. The first one is do be, do be confident, not afraid. Uh, by confident, I mean that... If you and I were supposed to know about these ETIs, God would have revealed it to us. Instead of revealing that to us, any details, anything um, beyond what we've already mentioned, he's revealed in his word everything we needed to know about who God is, why the human race is here, He's already revealed clearly and compellingly what we should be doing here on earth, how we can overcome death, our greatest fear and greatest enemy. And also, he's even revealed to us what to expect sure. in the afterlife. So all of those things are certain, according to the Christian worldview. All of those things are objectively revealed to us by our Creator. So we should, again, my opinion rivet our focus on what we already know what's already been revealed and um and if not if we're chasing things that have been hidden we're chasing things that are unknown possible but unlikely right uh perhaps impossible then it's my opinion that those things eventually lead to a break from reality <laughs> sure yeah. yeah they eventually lead to uh, conspiracy, paranoia, and who knows what else. If you can't, it's the it's the same that's true for believers who can't get beyond the Book of Revelation. Right. 
it's so out of this world to comprehend it that you have to know it, you have to believe it, but you cannot stay mainly riveted on yeah. on the book of Revelation or the book yeah. of... It's kind of like it's it's the, the Christian that you interact with who literally everything they encounter is some sort of spiritual warfare. Yeah. It's like, yeah. oh, well, my, my car didn't start. Well, the devil the, the right. devil's attacking my car. It's like they're, they, the primary thing that they see is every little thing is some sort of spiritual warfare encounter, which we believe in, right? but it's not, it's not the way in which, and then everything kind of unravels from there because you can go down a lot of deep rabbit trails. So. Right. There's no restraint in seeing everything uh, as a spiritual implication, right? right? So again, the break is so fast. The line is so thin between reality and paranoia and conspiracy. Right. And, and so, so what you're essentially, what you're saying is as a Christian, be confident that the, the, the Christian faith answers the big questions of, of yes, life. yes, and also be confident that everything we needed to know has been revealed. Yeah. Um, so, so that's the do. The don't is don't be distracted, which is kind of it's similar, I guess, Yon, but it's, but what I mean is this: don't be distracted from the glory of the source of life by that which. The, the source of life is created. So some would describe it this way. Don't lose sight of the creator uh, for the created, right? Sure. John Piper describes um, how, how easy it is as humans to rivet our focus on the gift in the hand of the giver and completely miss the giver of the gift. Right. So, so as we think about, um, you know, all of the things that are, heavenly that are extra uh, existential is that the right word or maybe astronomical or um, universal when we think about all of those things um, it, it it reminds me of this verse uh, when God's describing um, through Moses uh, how people should should um, stay focused really he says and when you look up into the sky and you see the sun this is so relevant and you see the sun moon and stars, all the forces of heaven, don't be seduced into worshiping them. The Lord your God gave them to all the peoples of the earth. So what he's saying is, don't worship the created thing. And I like to say it this way, don't miss the glory of God in the glorious things that he's created. Let it inspire worship. Let it inspire your focus. Um, so be careful not to get focused on um, extraterrestrial intelligence and in so do miss the reality that up there in the sun, the moon, and the stars, all the forces of heaven has been created by a glorious, infinite, infinite God who, get this, you remember you said it was 93 billion light years wide, the universe? Yeah. Now, if I'm not mistaken, again, let me reiterate, <laughs> neither of us, are, uh, we should look this up. Before I know. Start. Why do I do these things? <laughs> um, if if you can imagine that that universe is also expanding, right? Right, it's moving. The scriptures say that God rests His feet on the universe as if it's a footstool. So that's the infinite, mind-blowing uh, scope of God. So uh, that's. That's and I think we should take serious the current interest in the possibility of ETI. Sure. Um, and the reason is because, I mean, I'm tempted to dismiss it. I'm tempted to say, um, let's not be nuts, right? right? Let's be normal. Which some of you listening might <laughs> be saying the same thing. That's okay. Um. And you might obviously think that it's just too offbeat to be taken seriously. You know what I think? I think actually most people are prone to be open to it. Yeah. That's what I think, based on my experience. I think it's only the real small tribe of skeptics and cynics right. that, that I think I are, think, are... Ironically, the more they hide it, the more compelling it becomes yes, for people. Yes, that's which so is true, which is also why conspiracies catch fire. Correct, yeah. yeah. Um, so now, even though we might be tempted as Christians to say, I'm not going to think about it. God doesn't say anything in the Bible about it. Here's what I think. I think it's worth noticing that there is a spiritual hunger. There's a range of theological issues here that need to be taken seriously with hope that 
some theologians will be stimulated to take up the issues that these raise for us re- regarding our view of God, or maybe even develop at a level which could generate more worship and more wonder at God's infinite creativity. Mm-hmm. So I hope that this interest in this topic generates theological intrigue sure. and theological expertise that to kind of um, dive into mm-hmm. the topic. And recognizing that a lot of the a lot of the interest is when we think of well, how do we engage our culture? Well, we realize that they the reason people are interested is because they're looking really for the the big answers to the big questions of life, and they feel like the ETI, if extraterrestrials show up with intelligence, that that contributes to solving some of the the questions that they have big questions about the universe and how life came about and and why they're existing here on Earth. And so people are looking for answers to the questions. Exactly. Um, and there's a spiritual hunger that's kind of being misappropriated in those different areas. Yeah, and we should we should seriously consider how our coworkers, our neighbors, our family members, in some cases our kids or parents or spouses, can satisfy these desires for these things. Right. Yep. Um, and, and every single time we get on this topic, there's an opportunity to commend what we already know, what's already revealed in the good news of the gospel, and let it replace our fear of disturbing theories, science fiction, or their wild fears that we're going to get a scary nighttime visit from an extraterrestrial or a violent confrontation. And really, it's probably not worth getting worked up over the way in which movies have helped us think of how this is going to all go down. And most of the time, when we think of even... ETIs who are higher level intelligence, normally they have solved a lot of the problems that we see on Earth. Like they're all living in harmony and they've... they've you mean they cre- idealize yes, them? Yes, they, like they've created this utopia, right? And I think a lot of people are looking for that and they say, well, that's what I want. When in fact, there is a description of that and it's actually God's description of heaven. New heaven, and new earth. Yeah, that's where, true. Where we are, the people are pursuing yeah. something in their experience with extraterrestrial intelligence who is who have overcome all mm. of the things that make life so miserable on earth the pursuit of power the you know the exploitation of people war and now right. now there's equity yep. now there's love um yep. for all um what they're describing is he- what god yeah. has described as the new heaven and a new you earth, know, that's so. brilliant yeah that's brilliant i wish i wish we would have just cut right to that for you yeah well, that was good like, very well said and then, ironically, I think that the last thing that, as you were as you were talking, we said we, the the premise was: Can the presence of extraterrestrial intelligence cripple the Christian faith? Is it like the the poison pill that crumbles it? And as you were talking, I realized no. But the thing that could be is that if we begin to worship and get hyper focused on what those things could be, right? We start worshiping the created instead of the creator, right? That is, in fact. The thing that crumbles our Christian faith. Exactly, it's it's counterintuitive. Yeah, yeah, it's the obsession with those things. Yep. Yeah. So, um, are we alone in the universe? We, man, I think I'm a little bit further down the belief spectrum than you might be. Um, well, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, we have people that we know that we trust and, and love who are full blown ETI <laughs> believers. Um, so ultimately, no, it's not going to crush your Christian faith. It will, our, our, the Christian worldview is really the only paradigm that can say, yes, it expands our perception of God. It, all the things we're looking for in ETI that most people are looking for are provided in God through Christ in the revealed to us in scripture. Right. And we as Christians don't have to be scared of these conversations. We can actually recognize what people are kind of pursuing as they pursue those things and provide the solution, which is the good news of Jesus. Right, so. and what we do know about God and what he's revealed, it would certainly fit right. this God. Yeah. Even though, again, I repeat, even though we have what's been revealed to us is about the human race right. and about everything the human race needs and faces, about yep. who is God and so on. So, yeah. So, yeah, so there you go. We've talked about aliens. I mean... <laughs> Everything else is downhill from now, right? Every, nothing else is entertaining. As but it's far more important to to kind of uncover which which alien movie is the yeah. best alien movie. There's a lot of them. Yeah. You want to start? Yeah, I, I'm gonna. I actually have um, two movies. One is not the best alien movie. It's the first alien movie I ever saw when I was a kid in mm-hmm. the theater. One of the first movies I ever saw was E.T. 
and I must have said E.T. Phone Home as a funny pop culture joke for 10 years when I was a wee boy. Do you want, I don't, this is like, I don't, this might destroy my credibility in this, but I don't think I've ever seen E.T. all the way through start to finish. Well, back then it was a um, special effects thriller. Yeah. Steven Spielberg and, you yeah, know. I mean, I wasn't, it wasn't distant memory, distant past when I was growing up. I just had no. Yeah. Back then, seeing Elliot ride his bike in the in the <laughs> moonlight, you know, across the horizon, across uh, through the sky, whatever sure. was pretty compelling. Now it would look like you and I made it on an Atari. Yeah, that's what it would look like. So that's the first. Uh, I think. Uh, um, now I, I have never seen Close Encounters. Really, right. this is really not. I shouldn't even be doing this part because I don't think I can count on one hand how many Alien movies I watched. Um, and pretty much you've seen one, you've seen them all, except for the oh, best yeah. one. The best one. I don't even need to see these other movies because I already know the best alien movie ever made is Monsters vs. Aliens. The, the animated movie. I'm talking about the full, it's the most realistic alien movie <laughs> that I think we will ever see. Okay. It is packed with stereotypes of our culture, politics, you know, um... And the characters, I think you could have spin-off movies, spin-off TV shows, just based on a couple of the characters in the movie. It's so terrific. Well, you've so you've based it. it based on how you can monetize it. In the future, <laughs> yeah. So. yeah, such a Disney so. wonk, right? So, a... um, what about you? Uh, so I think one of my original, it's not really a movie, but one of my original first impressions of this was my my mom read us the book War of the Worlds. We used to take family trips, and in the backseat, she read us the book War of the Worlds. So that was one of my favorites. But then when it actually came to a movies, um, Independence Day was my, my favorite in alien movie. And and this same, almost similar to what your experience with E.T. was, is that when Independence Day came up, that was a that was a CGI masterpiece. Like, it was like you've never seen giant you know, blowing up cities right. and giant... Uh, digital spaceships I, rem- I remember the trailer isn't this, isn't the trailer the uh doesn't it have like that alien uh, taking out the white house yeah yep. and then the there's this up. then there's this kind of ripple effect yep. in the atmosphere yep. and, and we, i remember watching the trailer going oh man yeah i saw it twice in theaters and i remember i think i was like 15 years old i was at summer camp and it was but um if you watch it again now it's pretty ter- but it's pretty terrible um but the the speech from the president uh in that movie is if some real president gave that speech, I would immediately vote for them regardless of <laughs> I what any other platform that. they had. Now yeah. I'm going to watch that. So, um, yeah. So independence day, the, the remake was a disaster. Of course, of course, as for the usual, but so there you go. You, if you don't love aliens, there's four movies, some classics, yep. some not so classics and some new ones. So while you're not focusing on ET, I, you That's can right. watch movies. Yeah, if you want to stoke your fear That's of right. aliens, watch the ones I recommended. If you want to have harmony with aliens, then watch the ones that, that Dan recommended. <laughs> but we hope this was helpful. Be sure to give us a nice like, subscribe, share this with your friends and family as they prepare for the alien invasion. Thanks for listening. Thanks so much for checking out the Salted Podcast. You can find other episodes and topics on SoundCloud and on Apple Podcasts. Make sure you click follow so you can get notifications whenever new episodes come up. Thanks for listening.